Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Come on, let's lift our hands, close our eyes, let heaven open over your world this morning. In this atmosphere, we want you to dream for you, dream for your future. Look away to God, let Him speak to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you for an open heaven over our lives. Thank you for the ability to dream and have a vision for the future beyond ourselves. God, I pray this morning that heaven's dreams, heaven's visions for each of our lives would surface. If they've been pushed to the side, they've been shelved, things have been let go of, that today, God, we would take a hold again of all that you have for us, all that you've created to be. There'd be excitement passion and faith building on the inside of each of us right now for the glorious future that you're calling us to. God, let heaven open. Let heaven open in this house this morning of every single life, every individual, every family unit, every marriage. Lord, we worship you. Just while we're there, eyes closed, hands lifted. I love what Brad said. I've got to make a decision. Am I in or am I out? Right now, am I going to dream or not? Everything in life, everything in Christ is a decision I make. I want to encourage you right now. I'm in. I'm in with vision. I'm in with dreaming. I'm in with God, your plans for my life. Circumstances are always shifting and sifting and there's highs, there's lows, but God is constant and He will be constant in your world. Let Him speak a fresh dream into your heart this morning. God, you are good. Your presence we desire. Father, we love you. Father, we love you. Come on, let's give God a mighty hand clap this morning. Let's thank Him that He's here with us. God, you're good. God, you're good. We love you. We bless you. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Give someone a hug this morning. Give them a kiss. Tell them they look good. They smell good. Say it by faith if you have to. Nick, you gorgeous man. <coughs> nice to see you. Fantastic. Grab a seat as you do. This isn't a bottom warmer. This is your 2016 vision and dream card. On the back it says, this year I'm believing God for. So right from the very beginning of the service, if you need a pen, raise your, your hand. One of the service team will get you a pen. I want you to start dreaming. Dr what does is, what is your ideal year look like? What does the perfect 2016 look like for you in your family, in your relationship, in your business, in your health, as part of the church community? What is, what is 2016? I want you to dream it. and I want you to write it down. I'm going to share shortly from Habakkuk what, with what Melissa said. Is, write the vision down. And make it plain that he who reads it may run. There's, an, there's energy. When, when there's a vision in front of us, energy comes. And, and, and passion rises so that I've, I, I can make my way towards the thing that I see. And I, was, I, I read a saying, I, I, yeah, a saying this morning from Helen Keller. And she says, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. The only thing worse than being blind and having no physical sight is having sight but no vision. And I want to I stir you this morning and I want to call you to a place where perhaps for the first time in a long time you allow yourself to dream for the future. 
And what I love, I get pumped about Vision Sunday. What I love about it is today we dream for us. Everything else in the kingdom, it's about, it's about beyond us. But today I'm giving you permission to dream for you. I want you to dream big. I want you to dream extravagant because that's what God has for you. That's God's plan for, is, is a big, extravagant life that is blessed and full of joy and peace. Sure, stuff will happen along the way, but that's, that's God's plan for your life. And you need to, and I know this sounds a bit selfish. I'm in church and I'm thinking about me and I'm dreaming for me, but it's scriptural. This is scriptural. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. When he is number one, he's, he's not really concerned about what's number two because he knows that your priorities will be in the right place. When you are seeking him, it says in Matthew 6, it goes through all these things. It says, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about the food that you have, the house that you live. Don't worry about all these things. And then you go, well, well what does that mean? God doesn't want us to have a, a desire for those things. No, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. So seek him first, put him first, have him as a priority in your world, and all these things will be added to you. God has no problem with you prospering. God has no problem with you having an abundance in your world. No problem at all. The Bible says that he, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That he spoke and created the heaven, that, that everything that is in the earth is his anyway. He has no problem getting provision and abundance and resourcing to your life. For the dreams that you hold dear to your heart, he just wants to be number one. He wants to be beyond your desire for things. He wants to be beyond your desire for comfort and for, for fulfillment. He just wants to be number one. Then all these things will be added into our lives. Amen? And you know what? I've been a pastor for a long time. I've been a Christian for an even longer time. And it really excites me that the God I serve has plans and purposes for my life. And I, I was asking myself this morning, am I as excited about God's plans for my life as God is for my life? Have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought, like, as I'm reading through Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. You guys are awesome. You can grab your seats as you are. Thank you. And I was thinking through, am I, do I get excited for God's plans for my life? Because he's telling me, he wants to prosper me. He wants to bless me. He wants to give me a future and a hope. And sometimes I sit down in my today and go, oh, woe is me. Oh, this is my life. But, he, but he's going, I'm excited for you. Can you get excited for you? I'm excited for what I have for you. I think sometimes we don't step into what God has for us because we don't have an excitement level that pushes us towards to push through those tough times, to go through those valleys, to go through those storms, to get to the other side of the challenge to experience all that he has for us. I think sometimes we sit down in where we are and what we have and what we know, not realizing that God, if he has plans for you, then he's going to make a way to get it to it. If he has plans for your life, then he's going to make the provision available. If he's placed a dream in your heart, if he's shown you a vision of the future, he, he will make a way for it to come to pass. There's no devil in hell. There's no storm in life. There's no person that can stop you getting to where God wants you if you don't give in, you don't stop, and you don't keep walking forward. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Do you know what that's basically saying? Hello from the other side. If I could sing, I would have sung it to you. But that's God saying, hello, I've got plans for you that are awesome. I've got plans for you that are massive. 
I've got, I've got things in store for you that you can't even, if we could comprehend what God has in store, it would blow our minds. It says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than, that God is beyond what you can comprehend. But he says, just trust me. Just believe, because I have more for you. to. Can I tell you, your tomorrow is better than your today. And you may have walked through hell. You may have faced challenges. You may have been, had an onslaught of, of demonic activity come against you and any other thing. I'm telling you, tomorrow is going to be a better day. Tomorrow is going to be a day touched of heaven. Don't give in. Don't stop walking. Don't keep pressing forward. Don't stop looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Just hang on. Just hold on to him. Get a vision for your future, and he will make a way. Amen? Come on. Come on. Let's get excited this morning in the house of God. Keep writing your dreams down. Anyway, you may have heard the saying, they're such a dreamer. Oh, they're such a dreamer. They've got their head in the clouds. They're just, they're just, they're all, God wants you to be a dreamer. God wants you to dream. We, Melissa mentioned it before, but without a vision, my people perish. If you don't have a, a vision for your future, you'll always be stuck in your past. If you don't get a vision for tomorrow, your, your, your past will always be the measuring stick for who you are and what you're going to do in the future. Yeah. Amen? If you don't have a vision. Get, get a, go, go to a professional football player. Go to a professional swimmer. Go to a professional... The, the, the aim and their, their coach is to get them to look beyond where they are. If they're number 10, they're not they're content with number 10. They want to be number one. If they're, if they're playing for, for club level, they want to play for state. If they're playing for state, they want to play for nation. They're, they're, they're looking beyond where they are because when I look beyond where I am, I, I enlarge. I get bigger. I, I, I go, what do I have to do? What's the one percenter that takes me from where I am to where I want to be? See, because when we do the same thing, we get the same thing. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing but expecting a different result. I don't want us to be where we are at this time next year. I want to be, I want to be progressed. Because what's the vision of this church? More of the same. More of what we've been doing. And I'm going to outline shortly what we've done and what we've achieved as a community. Uh, you know what? We came here three years ago with six people. We've grown to over 100 people now. And God is, God is doing the work. Yeah, that's worth, that's worth thanking God for. He's building his church. And, and, but I, we want to do more of the same, just enlarged. We want to be more of a blessing. We want to be more of a contributing factor in our society. We want to see more people wander Christ. We want to see our influence increase. But it takes us together looking forward with a vision to see what God has for us. Amen? So I want you to believe big. I want you to dream big. I want you to have audacious dreams and powerful encounters this year. I want you to dream just so crazy that you think you're crazy. That you, you, you actually think to yourself, I'm crazy. That would be a good dream to have because then God has to get in the middle. You know, the Bible says whatever is not of faith is sin. So we can go through life doing life in our own ability, in our own intellect, in our own talent and how I was raised and the opportunities I was given. But if I'm not doing it with God, partnering with me, that he actually says it might be good what you're doing, but it's actually sinning because I'm not a part of the process. And God wants you to dream so big that there's no way that you could achieve what you're dreaming for by yourself in that business in that relationship, buying that house. We, we just moved into a, a brand new house this week. It's awesome. But it's just God's goodness in our world. It's, it's a vision that we've had. It's something we've dreamed for. We've worked really hard towards, but it's God's goodness in our life. And we had a, a vision in front of us. The whole process of buying land and then building a house, and you've got to know where you want to live. So we had to get a vision for that. And I'd like to live here on an elevator block looking at water and looking at mountains, and you get a vision. And then it's like, okay, but you just don't throw up a shed on the, on the block. You've got a vision for the house that you want to live in. 
and I got a certain amount of kids and people that come and stay with us, so I needed a certain amount of rooms. I had a vision for, well, today we're sitting in the vision. Today, we're, but, but, but 12 months ago, we weren't. It was just a vision. But when we got a vision, then there was this energy and passion and excitement to make the vision happen. And God will do that for you when you, when you go, I want to grow. I want to enlarge. I want to get bigger. I want to do more. I want to step out and spread out. And it's exactly what Isaiah 54 says. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Get bigger. Get bigger in your dreams. Get bigger in your capacity. Get bigger in what you do. I want to use you at a greater level. But I, I won't leave you out there in that big place. I'll fill you up. And I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you my Holy Spirit and I'll fill you. And you will be able to do and achieve in that enlarged state what I call you to do. Amen. You know, it, uh, it says uh, in Psalm 34, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see. Taste, experience. See, get a vision for. God wants you to experience and see his goodness. See, it's one thing to say, I, I've said it before, but I shouldn't have to tell you I'm blessed. Blessing isn't, isn't a statement I, I should make. It's a state I should live in. You should look at me and say, you're blessed. God is favoring you. God is touching your life. It's not something, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man. I have to walk around telling everybody I'm blessed. No, no, it's something you observe on me because I position myself in that place where I can experience and I can see God's goodness. And that's my dream. That's our, the only reason Melissa and I run this church is so that lives can be bettered. People can be grown. Relationship with Jesus Christ and others can be formed. We're not here for any other reason than to build a community of believers that love on Jesus Christ and who enlarge in life. Amen? That's worth a hand, I'm sure. So here's the thing. You only get uh, one life, and within that life, you only get what you can see and have faith to go after. You've got one life to live. For mine, it's half over. Okay? I, I reckon Jesus will either come back or I'll probably go by and tell I'm 80. All right? So I'm, maybe 85, 90. I don't know. Um, that was nice. I had a little whimper from Melissa, so I thought if she cheered, I would have been upset, but she, she didn't, so it's good. Um, you've got one life to live. And I, we've, we've done a little bit in 40 years. Man, I, wanna, I just want to exceed that and surpass that and do so much more in the second half. But I want to do, do more. I want to see more. I want to see more miracles in God. I want to see the church grown. I want to see so much stuff. But I, I, you've got to get a vision for it. You've got to get a vi- Do you have a vision? Are you excited about his plans for your life? And do you have a vision? Because that's what you'll, end, you'll get. And that's where you'll end up. See, my vision dictates the steps that I take. So, so when I have a vision, I walk that path towards that vision. When, when I have you know, no vision, what path do I take? Where do I go? See, see, my vision helps me have predetermined decisions in life. Because I have a vision, I must walk this way. Otherwise, I'd be insane because even wanting to go here, I'm going to end up over here. A place of frustration, a place of confusion, a place I don't want to be. But because I have a vision, I walk that path. And I, keep, I put one foot in front of the other. And it, and it is tough. And it does take effort. And it does take energy. But I keep walking towards the vision. And then you, see, you find yourself in the middle of that thing. And then you go, you know what? God is good. I'm experiencing his goodness in my life. <clears throat> so today we're focusing on dreams and visions, if you didn't know. And I wanted to read you a story. It's a cool story. Um, it's the Sylvester Stallone story. Yeah, and most of you will know Sylvester Stallone. The Rocky movies. Yo, Adrian! Yo, Adrian. If you don't, go and watch a Rocky movie this afternoon. And so here's the thing. We know him today, but you may not have known him from back in the day. And so here's the story. It's a little long, but it's an awesome story. It says, back in the day, Stallone was a struggling actor in every definition. At some point, he got so broke that he stole his wife's jewelry and sold it. 
that relationship broke down. Um, things got so bad that he ended up homeless. He slept in a New York bus station for three days. He couldn't pay rent, afford food, and at his lowest point, uh, he tried to sell his dog at a liquor store to a stranger. He didn't even have enough money anymore to pay the, for, the, um, the, for the dog's food. So he sold it for $25, walked away crying. Two weeks later, he saw a boxing match between Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner. That match, gave, that match gave him the inspiration to write the script for the famous movie, Rocky. He wrote the script in 20 hours. He tried to sell it and got an offer of $125,000 for the script, but he had one request. He wanted to star in the movie. He needed to be the main actor, Rocky himself, but the studio said no, they wanted a real star. Then they said he looked funny, talked funny, and he left with his script. I've had that said to me so many times. Uh, a few weeks later, he offered the studio, they offered him 250,000, he refused. They offered him 350,000, he still refused. They wanted his movie, but not him. He said no, uh, he had to be in that movie or it wasn't theirs. After a while, the studio agreed and gave him $35,000 for the script and let him star in it. And as you know, the rest is history. The movie went on to win Best Picture, Best Directing, and Best Film Editing at the prestigious o Oscar Awards. He even was nominated for Best Actor. Uh, the, the movie Rocky was inducted into the American National Film Registry as one of the greatest movies ever. Wow. Do you know that the first thing he bought with the uh, 35000 The dog that he sold. Uh, he loved it so much that he stood at the liquor store for three days waiting for the man he'd sold his dog to, and on the third day he saw the man coming with the dog. He explained what had happened and begged for the dog back, but the man refused. Stallone offered him 100, he refused. 500, he refused. 1,000, he refused. He finally bought his $25 dog back for $15,000, but he got his dog back. <laughs> Today, the same Stallone who slept in the streets and sold his dog just because he couldn't even feed it anymore is one of the greatest movie stars ever goes on to say, life is tough, opportunities will pass you by. Just because you're a nobody, people will want, you but not your pro want your products but not you. It's a tough world. If you're not uh, already famous or well-connected, you'll find it rough. Doors will be shut on you. People will steal your glory and crash your hopes. You will push and push and yet nothing will happen. But never let those moments crush that dream. Whatever happened to you, keep dreaming. Even when they crush your hopes, keep dreaming. And even when they turn you away, keep dreaming. Even when they shut the door, keep dreaming. Nobody knows what you are capable of except yourself. People will judge you by how you look and by what you have, but fight on, fight for your place in history, fight for your glory, never, ever give up. I love that. What a story. We all know, oh, come on, please. That is an awesome story. Here's the thing, that could be your story. What script have you written? It may not be about a movie, but it may be about your perfect life. It may be about your future. It may be about the relationship you're dreaming for. It may be about, what script have you written? Because you will face challenging times where you may lose a relationship, where you may be stone cold broke, where you may be down on your luck and everything is against you. Everybody's telling you you can't, you talk funny, you look funny. What, what is the dream that you're holding on to? Never give up, never give in, never let go. Keep pressing forward, keep pushing forward. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're not your plans. They're not your, they're his. They put them in you. I love what Brad was saying. Oh, we carry God's nature on the inside. We're made in the image of the one that, that is all creative. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. There is no end in him. And if we keep moving forward, we, we win. We, be, we become that uh, Academy Award winning actor. We, be, we win. Because he is for us. And that's what it says in Corinthians. It says, thanks be to Jesus who gives us the victory. 
It, the victory's in Him, not in ourselves. But we have to keep partnering with it and keep moving forward. You were born for victory. Okay, so, so who knows that sight and vision are two very different things? Sight and vision are two, sight sees what is, vision sees what could be. So, so, so sight is, I, I can see the panoramic landscape, I can see the beach, I can see the sunrise, vision sees what isn't yet. And God wants, God wants visions to surface on the inside of you. He's placed them there from the beginning of time. It says in Psalm 139, it says, I, I knit you together. I formed you in your mother's womb. I, I, I put your bones, your sinews, your tendons, your muscles. I, I, I created you and I formed you. And I, I created you to dream. And I created you to have vision. And I created you for a future and a purpose. We have to, we have to step into faith to see what God has for us. It says here in Hebrews um, 11, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. It's, it's the substance, but it's, it, we haven't yet seen it. It's, it's faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God created from nothing. You might feel like right now I'm in a place where there is nothing. I have nothing. I am not. God can take who you are with a little bit of faith and he can make you what he's created you to be. It's a process. We can walk into becoming who God created us to be. See, because we're made, but then we're formed. We're made here, but then we're formed over time through process, through walking the journey out in faith. Amen. You know, and individually or as a community, we'll never see what lies ahead when we look backwards inwards or downwards the only way to take a hold of the future is to look up to lift your eyes to look beyond what you can see to get a vision for what can be it says in psalm uh, 121 and this is a, a psalm of david it says i lift up my eyes to the mountains where does my help come from my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth where does my help come from it's not from my boss it's not from my partner it's not from my circumstance my help comes from god my help, the, the, the creator of the heavens and the, the, the one who spoke me into, that's where my help comes from. And I want to encourage you, be people that look up. Don't look down, don't walk around looking at, you know, your circumstance and your storm and the, and the troubles and the, lift up your eyes and start looking to Jesus. It says in Hebrews 12, it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who are the witnesses? The saints that have gone before us, the saints that have walked in faith, the saints that have perished in faith. Because we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight, sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Goes on to say, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he's now seated at the right hand of the Father. He's done what he's, now he wants you to participate with the vision for your life. You know, it's, I know most of us would like God just to drop that job in our lap or drop that opportunity in our lap, but God says, go after it. I'll open doors. I'll make a way. I'll, I'll push things out of the way. You just got to keep going forward. Actually, I just had a random thought. Has anybody seen Evan Almighty? Well, he's in his Ferrari. And he's, he just parts the, he's in a car moving forward. It doesn't just happen. You've got to do something. You've got to make it happen. I want to encourage you, don't, don't just get a dream. Get some tenacity in your spirit this year. Dream for 2016 and then step out into it. Dream for your future and then press forward into it. Do something with what God's given you. You know, none of this is in my notes. That's why I'm getting, keep going back and forward is 
there's a story of the talents in the Bible. One man gets five, one man gets two, one man gets one. The man with five instantly goes out and does something with the talents. He goes out and he multiplies what's been given to him and he ends up with ten. The second man goes out and takes his two and turns it into four. The last man with one talent, one ability, one gift, one dollar in his hand, buries it in the sand. The story goes on to say that the master comes back and he talks about the fact that that this was a, a, a studious and a, and a great student, a, a, you know, somebody that's trustworthy and reliable, and you've taken what I gave you and you multiplied it. They say, you took that and you multiplied it. Give them more. Give them. But he comes to the one with one talent, and he says, you wicked and lazy servant. I gave you something. I could have got interest at the bank, but I gave you something, you did nothing with it. It's the same with us in life. God wants you to use what's, use it or lose it. You're going to use it or lose it. God wants to multiply in your world what he's already put in the inside of you. But he wants you to give it out. He wants you to sow it. He wants you to do something with the talents he's placed on the inside of you. And if you don't, he's going to go and use somebody else. See, because we're talking about what's the vision of this house. The vision of this house is that we would impact and influence the Sunshine Coast, Noosa, surrounding regions. That we'd get a, a permanent facility. That we would, you know, we're starting youth and we're running house parties and we're partnering with local community organizations and we're giving money to overseas aid and all these kind of things but God said you need to you got you individually have to start doing something with what I've placed on the inside of you that's good as an organization but what are you doing what are you doing with what I've placed on the inside of you so in a minute we're gonna we're gonna come and pray over these dreams and these visions but I want you to dream today for tomorrow right now I want you to take a moment to dream with your spouse for your kids for your friends, with how you can partner and join with this church, in what, in what God has for you. For the, I want you to dream today for tomorrow. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's, God's, it's God's good pleasure, the Bible says, to bring about those dreams and desires in your heart. Yeah. And, and like Melissa said earlier about writing them down, why do we write them down? Why do we pray over them? It's powerful. Yeah. This, is a, this is a reminder for you in January, in February, in March, in April, in May, in June. Stick it on your, on your fridge. Stick it on your mirror. Do, put it wherever you like. Have it on your sun visor in your car and keep looking at it this is what i'm believing for this i believe god can do this i have faith that this can come to pass i have faith that my relationship's going to get better i have faith that my dollars are going to turn around i have faith that god is going to be go before me and make a way and keep yourself in faith have the vision in front of you because every day i look at it i'm, I'm running towards that thing and i am looking towards the day where i'm not in debt i'm looking to the, towards the day when I'm, i've been healed because by his stripes i was healed I held on to it. I walked into it. I believed for it and God did it. And then, it, then it's not only just your, your reminder and something that you walk towards as a vision. In the end of the year, it's going to be your testimony of God's, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's going to be your testimony of God's goodness in your life. I believed for this and God did it. And not only did he do it, he exceeded it. You know, in Ephesians, it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or admit, to him be the glory. To him be the glory. To him be the glory. This is going to be your testimony sheet. At the end of the year, God, I give God all the glory. I don't take any glory for this. I can't, I can't accept any of the glory for this. This is God moving in my world. Amen? And, you know, as a church, we've got a vision that, naturally speaking, is ridiculous. It's preposterous. It's, it's outrageous. But in God, it's totally achievable. The Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. With God, nothing will be impossible. See, we, see, we want to be uh, cultural change agents. We want to change and shift the culture in our... We live in paradise. I don't know of... I've traveled the world many times over, I everywhere. I don't know anywhere on the planet I would rather live than here. 
It is glorious. It is magnificent. But spirit, that's the natural. Spiritually, it is people that are hurting, people that are dry, people that are lost, people that are broken, that need the culture to shift in this region so they can step into a new day and a new way of living. And we can be a part of that as a church. You know, Walt Disney said this, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. But remember, it starts with a dream. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. But first, you've got to dream. You know, and my vision for this church sounds like this, which sounds a little funny, but vision has sound. It sounds like this, together we're better. That's my vision. Together we're better. I do more with Luke Holcomb than I do by myself. I do more with Justin than I do by myself. I do more with you than we, we achieve more, we do more. What does that really look like as a community, doing life together? Together serving, together sacrificing, together surrendering, and together surrounding one another, loving on each other. Together we're better. That's the vision I have, the overarching vision. We should, we're about loving God, loving people, serving the community. We're, we're out there and we are giving money to charities every year and we're doing, you know, rental assistance and home assistance and we're doing everything we can as a church from a social aspect but the dream of my heart is that together we're better together you see a need and you are the church so you help meet that need see because it's always the church should do something the church should do something can I remind us all today that we are the church God has positioned you specifically at this time in history where you live at the place that you work where you social God has placed you there to change lives God has placed you there and he wants your vision not only to be for yourself but to be beyond yourself he wants you to live such an enlarged life that you don't even worry or think about yourself you know in Matthew 6 what I was sharing before it says don't worry about those things I've got that for you I've got your back I've got you covered don't worry about that stuff that's that's nothing that's temporal that's these are the important things if I'm first and people are first in your world but then then man I'll, I'll look after all of that and that's a, that's a hard place to step into. God, do you really have my back? God, do you really have plans for me? God, you know, so that's, that's a place of trust and a, and a place of faith. And that's what it says in Proverbs. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. I've got bills. I've got a mortgage. I've got a relationship breaking down. I've got a car that needs servicing. I, forget that. That's what you know. Trust in your heart. That's what's going on. This is, this is what's going to take you beyond it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will direct your paths. I don't know where to go. I don't know what decision to make. I don't know what to do. He will direct your paths every day of your life. God is good, hey? Can I get the band to come back up? I didn't even touch this, but it kind of doesn't even matter. Let's pray over some dreams and visions, hey? We love you, church. We believe in you, and we are for you. I believe with every ounce of faith on the inside of me that God is going to move on your behalf this year. But there's certain things we need to do for that to be happen. It says, it says in Psalm, it says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked, sits in the way of sinners, or stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. On his law he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by streams of living water. Whatever he does shall prosper. So it's blessed is the man who does certain things and doesn't do other things. So I want to encourage us, let's, let's take a hold of these dream cards right now as the kids come back in. We want to do this together as a family because we believe in families. We believe in your kids being 
grown in God's ways. We believe in, at a young age, putting faith on the inside of our kids so that they can grow up believing that all things are possible in Him. So why don't we sing a song, Lozzie? Let's just take a few minutes together as a family, fill these cards out, and then we're going to come and pray over them. Amen? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.